This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today I'm talking to Rick Renner about the signs you'll see just before Jesus comes. Rick tells us what he thinks is the most obvious sign of the end times straight from Jesus. Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. Just a moment, I have a very special guest joining me and I'm gonna be interviewing him about his book on the end times. He is an expert, you will love this interview. If you enjoy The Tipping Point Show, I want you to think about becoming an endtimes.com subscriber. As a subscriber, you'll get access to the full weekly teaching, but also to news articles, teaching from other speakers, discounts on conferences, and more. Plus, your support helps us to keep doing what we're doing here to keep the message of the gospel going out, to encourage people, to lead them to the Lord, and also to give them comfort in these troubling times that we're living in. Become a subscriber to endtimes.com right now. I'm very pleased to have joining me again today on the show, Rick Renner. He is a highly respected Bible teacher and leader in the international Christian community. He's the author of a long list of books, including his bestsellers, Dressed to Kill, and Sparkling Gems from the Greek 1 and 2, which have sold millions of copies in multiple languages worldwide. Rick's understanding of the Greek language and biblical history opens up the scriptures in a unique way that enables his audience to gain wisdom and insight while learning something brand new from the Word of God. Rick is the overseer of the Good News Association of Churches, founder of the Moscow Good News Church, and he's the president of Good News Channel, the largest Russian-speaking Christian satellite network in the world. He's joining me today to talk about his book, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. Rick, thank you for joining me again today. I'm so glad to be with you, Jimmy. Well, it's wonderful to have you. I just, I learned so much from you. I just, I love your biblical knowledge, period, but also the way that you understand the original languages and how that, you know, just kind of unfolds scripture. And I watch you, I'm sitting here watching, this is your set in Russia, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you're, you're in Moscow, Russia. And yes, so I that's watch where I am. All the time on your TV show, sitting right there. I was listening to you recently talking about your book, Apostles and Prophets, and uh, very, very insightful. Related. If you don't have a copy of that book, I'll send you one. I have one. I have one. Okay. I, I, I haven't read the whole thing. It is a big one, but uh, it is a fantastic book. But we're talking Thank about you. your book today, Signs You'll See Just Before Jesus Comes. And I know that a lot of this comes from Matthew chapter 24. And I want to dive right into it now. So in your opinion, we, we're, li we're living in the last days, right? Absolutely. We're at the very end of the age. End of the age. So I say we're living at the end of the end times. And so talk about some of the signs. I know Matthew 24, the, some of the disciples asked Jesus, you know, what, when the end was going to happen and all that. So, so he, he gave signs as, as, you know, to tell us when we were there. So tell us why you think we're there. Well, let's go to Matthew 24. Okay. All right. And I want to go to verse 3 where we have the Olivet Discourse. And it says, As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. I really like that because if you talk to Jesus privately, he'll tell you things that he won't tell other people. <laughs> but they came to him privately and they said, Tell us, now here's some real key words, 
when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Well, if you read this in Greek, it is real, real specific. For example, the word when doesn't mean Lord, tell us generally. It's a Greek word, which means it's a Greek word, pote. Tell us exactly when, Lord, nobody else is listening. Now you can tell us. We want to know exactly when shall these things be and what shall be the sign. The word what in Greek is the little word T. It's T-I. It describes the most minute, minuscule detail. Wow. So they were literally saying, Lord, nobody else is listening. We want to know when this is going to happen exactly and exactly what will be the sign of your coming. And Jimmy, that word sign is the Greek word simeon. I'm sure you've studied it before, but it's the very word which was used to describe a sign that you would see as you were traveling along a road to let you know where you are and how much further you have to go. For example, I live just outside the city of Moscow. When we travel into Moscow, there are signs to tell us how far we've gone, how much further we have to go. If we didn't have a sign, I wouldn't know where I was on the road. Right. These are road signs. And so they were actually saying to the Lord, Lord, what will be the signs we see on the prophetic road? That's really what they were asking. Wow. The signs of the end of the world. And of course, there's never going to be an end of the world. But the word end is the Greek word soon to lay us. It means the wrap up. And the key is the word world. It's not the word geis, which would be the Greek word for the earth, or the word cosmos, which would be the universe. But here you find a Greek word ionos, which means the age. They were saying, when will we know we've come to the very end, the wrap up of this current age? And they asked for one sign. And Jesus gave them a whole bunch. <laughs> That's what happens when you get along with Jesus. You ask him one thing, he'll tell you a lot of things. But then you come to verse 4, and Jimmy, I heard you teach on this the other day, and you were so right on. Jesus began with the most obvious sign that you've come to the end of the age. Now, some people might say, well, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation and earthquakes and famines. Well, those things have always happened. They're happening more now than they've ever happened. But they've always happened, and somebody could say, oh, come on, that's always gone on. So Jesus began with the sign that's most important for us to understand, and it's in verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. It's the word blepo, but here it's the direct form blepete. It's like he's just grabbing hold of them. Stand up. Listen, he's trying to jerk them to attention. Take heed that no man deceive you. Deception is the most glaring sign that we've come to the end of the age. Yeah. And this particular word, deceive, is the Greek word planeo. If you're taking notes, it's P-L-A-N-A-O. And the word planeo doesn't just mean to deceive, but it describes somebody who's gotten so lost morally, morally, that they can't find their way back. Wow. It was used in an agricultural sense to describe an animal that got so far off track it could never find its way back home. It was used to describe people who had once walked on a really well-worn, solid, solid, traditional path, but now planeo, this word deception, they have veered from it, and now they're walking right along the edge of a very treacherous cliff, and this was the word used 
by rabbinical writers in the intertestamental period between the Old and the New Testament. And during that period, as you know, Jimmy, they were really obsessed with the end times. They were trying to understand where they were in time. And they wrote a lot about this word planeo, deception. And the rabbinical writers and the prophetic voices of that age said, you'll know when you've come to the end of the age. And here's what they wrote. They said, demons of delusion will be released in the earth. And people will begin to believe what is contrary to science. It will be an age of lunacy. And they use this word planeo to describe that age. Well, welcome to today. It's where we are. We're living in the age of lunacy. Delusional thinking has taken over. And Jesus said, when you see this, well, there's this biggest foremost sign. Wake up, stand up straight. You have come to the end of the age. Well, that's, that's, we, that's what we see all around us. The um, gender thing that's going on right now, uh, where you see, and you're talking about science, that they won't right. even believe what science teaches. The, the transgender, there's no science. There, there is not one iota of scientific evidence that says that you can change your sex from a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. But you have people, the President of the United States, Rick, is all into gender transition at five years old. And you know why, Jimmy? Because of reprobate thinking. That's right. We live in the age of reprobate. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but we used that word reprobate. You know, if we didn't like somebody, we'd call them a reprobate. We didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. But the word reprobate is the Greek word adukimos. The word dikimos describes something that is brilliant, something that is good. But if you put an A on the front, it reverses the condition. So it's a mind which was made to be fit. But now the mind has been so flawed, it's been so modified that it no longer thinks normally. And so a lot of these people who, for example, believe in the transgender policy, they really believe it. Oh, yeah, they do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. They believe it because their minds have been bombarded and bombarded and bombarded and the plasticity of their mind has just been reshaped and now they have reprobate minds. Wow. And we're living in the day of reprobate. Let me tell you about the Tipping Point Conference that's coming up September the 16th. It is, that's a Saturday, and it's also going to be during Rosh Hashanah. It's going to be a very, very special time. We have got uh, Dr. Tony Evans joining us, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Jonathan Kahn, Billy Crone, myself. It, it is going to be a great day. Also, Pastor Ed Young, who's the senior pastor of uh, Fellowship Church in Grapevine, Texas, where we're going to be having the conference. We would love to have you join us that day. Now, these are reserved seats this year. And so go on endtimes.com and you can see there where the conference is. You can go and you can select your exact seat. That is a difference we have. If you're a subscriber, not, not a YouTube subscriber, if you're a paid endtimes.com subscriber, you get 50% off. And so it's a phenomenal deal. You can pay for your subscription just with a discount we give you for the conference. So we want to see you there September 16th, Saturday, September 16th. 
Go on now because it's filling up quick. Reserve your seats. We'd love to see you there. Do you believe there's any hope like when we're talking about, you know, preaching the gospel or whatever, or how to respond to people who are reprobate. Is there hope for those people of receiving the truth? I know God can reach anyone, but is there a point in time, because 2 Thessalonians 2 says, uh, Satan will come with all unrighteous deception. And I believe it's the next verse that says, and because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved, God will give them over to a depraved mind. And, and so it talks there about, uh, he will send them strong delusion. And that so, word delusion. That word delusion is the word planeo. It's the same word. Oh wow! And so, there is there is there a difference between deception and delusion? And when God gives somebody over to delusion, can that person be reached, or is that something we need to be worried about? In other words, preach the gospel to everybody. Jimmy, they can, but for, but for a mind that is reprobate, a mind that has been wrongly modified, that's really what it is. That's what's happening to children in school. That's exactly right. That's what's happening in the media. Right. It's what's happening in social media, in the news every night. They're pounding the minds of society, right. trying to lead society in a new direction. Right. Well, a reprobate mind can be put back in order, but it requires repentance, yeah. which, by the way, the word repentance means to change the way you right. think. Mm it, re it requires bending your mind to the Word of God. And when you have a mind that has been modified and is now defective, that's really what it is. It requires a tremendous will. I'm going to force myself to submit to the Word of God until my mind is reshaped to think the thoughts of God. And that is why very few people do it. Yeah. But a person that is reprobate can, but it's going to require real fierce commitment to submit their mind and their emotions to the Word of God. Well, I know that some, they can. some people have children, prodigal children, or they have loved ones that are just reprobate. You know, they're they're delusional. And so there's, be praying for them. You know, there's still hope for them, but it will require them repenting and turning back to God. And one other thing for parents, uh, Jimmy, is, and I know that you see this, a lot of parents are caving for their kids. Yes, they are. That they're afraid they're gonna lose their kids because their kids have gone in a different direction. So rather than stay true to what they believe, but feel distance from their kids, they're just caving for their kids. It is the wrong thing to do. Yes. Because when those kids get in trouble, they won't have you to come back to. That's right. You can, you can maintain your position without being unloving. And your kids need you to be an anchor. They need you to be a column that is unmovable because they're living in a world that's moving all over the place. Yep. And they need you. Well, I have a friend that preached a series last year on the truth, uh, basically preaching about woke, the wokeism in the school systems and in society. And uh, it was a very good series. He's a very good preacher. And I said, what was the response? He said, Jimmy, you would be shocked at the people in the church that I thought were pillars in the church, that I thought were heart deep in the church that got mad hmm. at me and came up to me and said, you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with transsexualism. There's nothing wrong with all this stuff. And he said, they, they've changed sides. Now, another friend of mine who is a pastor, his son came to him, this has been 20 years ago, and he said, I'm gay, and I have a, a boyfriend that I'm gonna marry, and blah, blah, blah. And his father said to him, I'll always love you. You'll always be my son. You're always welcome in our home. I'll never accept the fact that you're gay, and I'll never accept your, your gay boyfriend. He said, but I'll always love you and you're always welcome in my home. So his son went into an open 
a homosexual lifestyle for about seven years. They had very little contact with him, but every time they had contact with him, they told him they loved him, told him you know how much they wanted him to be around and so on and so forth. After seven years, he repented, hmm. came back to God, came back to his family, got married, had, I think, three children. Today, they have the most beautiful family. They've all been restored. Exactly what you said, Rick. He had someone to come home to. That's he, awesome. He had parents that never, never rejected him, ne- never, you know, ne- never said the wrong thing to him, but just said, we'll always be here if you come back. And now they have the joy of having their family restored. But exactly, mm. a lot of parents are caving for their children. And exactly what you said, when you, when you give it up, the other thing is society changes their mind, but God doesn't. And when we, when we leave the standard of the word of God, it's game, set, and match. Because, you know, 20, 30 years ago, when, when they just kept saying, would you be tolerant? And we kept saying, sure, you know, we'll tolerate that. And we'll be you, you keep thinking, the next thing I tolerate will be the last thing I have to. But it just keeps going on and on and on. The alphabet keeps getting longer. So once you give up, it's just a never-ending road of compromise from that point forward. So, so keep going. Well, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul also builds on this subject of deception. And Jimmy, it's very interesting to me that every time, especially in the New Testament, that you study the coming of the Lord, it is parallel with the text on deception. They run side by side. Wow. These two things are going to happen at the same time. But when you come to 1 Timothy chapter 4, now you're talking about Christian parents that have kind of defected on their faith. Listen to what Paul says. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, and here you have the word husteros. It describes when there's not much left at all. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. It does not say they will reject the faith. I don't know anybody rejecting the faith, but I know a lot of people that are departing from the faith. There's a difference. And the word depart in Greek, the Greek word aphistomy, it's the word apo, which means away, and the word stamy, which means to stand, it describes people who very slowly begin to put distance between themselves and what they once believed. Wow. Slowly. It's not a rejection. One step at a time, and another little step, and another little step, accommodating this and accommodating that. They begin to move from what they once firmly believed until now there's so much space between who they are now and who they used to be. And this verse says, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And guess what, Jimmy? The word seducing is the same word, the word planeo. Wow. Which particularly has to do with moral wandering. Wow. And here we really have the Holy Spirit saying, people will begin to accommodate a different kind of morality, and it will be behind the scenes seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And the word demons, the Greek word daimonion, The early world believed that these demon spirits were the source of lunacy and madness. Wow. And so where you embrace crazy thoughts, it's going to produce a kind of a lunacy. Well, here we are. I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Rick Renner. To see the entire interview, go to endtimes.com, become a subscriber for $7 a month. $77 a year. It's a bargain to get the full Tipping Point show plus all the other programming we have through the week, articles, videos, to keep you informed, to keep you encouraged 
in these times, just $7 a month, $77 a year. I want you to become a subscriber to get everything that we have, but also to help us to keep going around the world with this important message. Go to endtimes.com right now, become a subscriber. God bless you.